Hey, Will I Like It listeners, do you like a good cup of coffee, one that's rich, flavorful, and ethically sourced? Then you need to check out Dynasty of Coffee, a Yorkshire-based online coffee business that offers a range of expertly crafted blends. All of their coffee is roasted to order to ensure freshness, and they're committed to nurturing the well-being of both individuals and the planet. Whether you're a fan of a bold, strong coffee or a smooth and mellow one, Dynasty of Coffee has a blend for you. Their four main blends are inspired by different British dynasties, Saxon, Viking, Tudor, and a decaf Hanoverian. So if you're looking for a delicious and ethically sourced cup of coffee, head to dynastyofcoffee.co.uk today and use the code SAXON10, that's SAXON, all capital letters, 10, at checkout for 10% off your first order. Enjoy! Welcome back to the Will I Vike It podcast. Today, I continue in my mini series, I guess it is now, in yeah. the Netherlands <laughs> at Prehistoric Dorp. Yep. Did I say that right? Correct, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and my guest today is Monique Ross. Correct. And you're a volunteer reenactor at. Yeah, a volunteer reenactor, yeah. yeah. Uh, mainly focused around food. Which Especially food. Which makes yeah. you a good guest for the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, so. <laughs> Breathe in some more smoke. Uh, so Monique is currently making black pudding or blood Re- sausage. Bless, blood sausage. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you're getting your hands dirty. Very dirty. <laughs> black rims under the fingernails. <laughs> so yeah, um, but we're trying to make a gluten-free version, aren't we? So it's correct. Yeah, we we've got one of our volunteers who actually says. She loves black pudding, but she can't eat it because it's not gluten-free. So we decided to try out a gluten-free version. So, yeah, so it's not quite Viking age, but we, we're using gluten-free oats Yeah, and, and buckwheat. Yeah, and buckwheat was yeah. here in the Netherlands very common, especially here in Brabant, where we are. Yeah. Uh, because there's a very poor soil here and buckwheat grows basically on the poorest soil you can imagine. So yes, here in uh, in this area there was a lot of buckwheat, and yeah. even way back then. It's so. interesting, yeah, because we I've I have looked into it, and I can't find when it comes to Britain. Yeah. So at the moment we don't use it for oh. for what we're mm. doing, but it'll be interesting to see how that works. Yeah. In a sausage. Yeah, um, I'm wondering whether it's going to be a success as well. So. I think it will, because the blood mm. itself will bake. Yeah. Around the yeah, it might have a different texture to a normal sausage. Yeah, it could be. Yeah. We will see. We'll wait and see. We'll yeah. try it out later. Yeah. But yeah, whilst you're working, we were just going to chat a bit about yep. the site itself. Yep. Um, good a question as any would be why it's called Prehistoric Dorp. What's a Dorp? Dorp is a village. Okay. And it started off uh, about 40 years ago with a um, living experiment as we have now as well. Mm. Uh, but that was in the Iron Age and the founder of the prehistoric village was a lady called Anneke Boonstra uh, and she also had it, the project at that moment and, and I think if I'm correct it was about 15 people yeah. who started that project living in Iron Age for a month 
Yeah. And uh, around that same time, they started building some of the other buildings around. Uh, we've got a Roman gatehouse, which uh, was one of the first buildings. Uh, and then gradually the other farms, farm buildings we have. Uh, we have a Ambachtshuis, uh, basically a uh, house where they, uh, a, a trades house. Yeah. As in, uh, our weaver resides there. Yeah. Uh, then we have the, the reception building, which is also a historical building. Uh, even the restaurant we have here is, is based on a prehistoric building. But, but that's yeah. basically 14th, 15th century. Uh, then we have the hunter-gatherers area, which gradually came to there as well. Uh, the Bronze Age. And, of course, where we are sitting, a Viking longhouse. Or, yeah. in this case, it, it's based on the findings they had here nearby um, of a Frankish farmhouse. Uh, and based on that, they made this building. Uh, but it does resemble a longhouse as well. It, it's got the boat, boat structure on top. Yeah. Uh, so, that's why they designated this area as v the age of the Vikings and the Frankish people. And then it, it goes well together. So, yeah, I like it. Um, nice thing to know is that the Frankish house, or the, the long house, yeah. uh, when it was found, they also found six horse skeletons. Yeah. Uh, so we know it must have been a very rich farmer because mm. six horses is comparable nowadays to six porters so it was a rich guy yeah uh, had all his staff there as well uh, well and as you have noticed yourself you can sleep there and yeah. live there quite well <laughs> it's quite comfortable yeah it is yeah. and and now we're currently sitting under the little barn that goes with it yeah which is good because it's been raining a lot today yeah we had some bad weather <laughs> it's dry at the moment yeah we're, we're fine yeah, yeah. so Let's see if I can make some so sausage. Sausage? sausage. Yeah. Shit. I've just realised I've left my coffee over there, so I'm going to grab my uh -oh. coffee. Uh oh. Can't go without coffee. Viking coffee. Viking coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Did they have coffee? <laughs> we cheat a little bit. We use acorns. Acorn? Is yeah. that nice? Acorn coffee. It's very. I haven't tried drink. it. Yeah. It's coffee-ish because you dry roast the nuts. Yeah. Um, but it's probably a reenactorism, it's not really. Yeah. I mean, they probably ate the acorns. It's I would need a knife. I can get you a knife. In a moment, because... And taking a back seat on this one today. Yeah. Because I'm not going to put all the casing on it. Okay. Let's try the first one. It's quite warm sat back here, I must admit. Which is also Frisian, which is good for the local area. Hmm. Hmm. So you're saying so this this house, which I think what I'll do is I'll quickly afterwards yeah. video the house. Yeah, so no problem. Can, yeah. Can see what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. But it's a Frankish style house. Yep. Um, do we do we have evidence of Vikings or coming this way or? Not all the way down here. Uh, here in the Netherlands. The closest thing to Vikings we had was in a place called Dorestad. 
there they raided the city first when there were still Dutch people living there and gradually they took it over for a while until the Vikings dissipated, disappeared completely and the closest thing to Vikings we have here in the would have had here in the Netherlands were our Frisian friends up in the north. There was even a self-proclaimed king yeah. or ruler, let's call it a ruler, uh, who even went to Denmark. So yeah, we did have uh, yeah. Viking influences here in the Netherlands. I think Frisia well. goes all the way from Frankia up until Denmark. Uh, I know that in Germany they still have a uh, part that is called Ost Ostfriesland. So the, the Ostfriesians, the, the, the East Frisians. Uh, and yes, they, 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 yeah. they were there as well. And, and uh, I think it went all the way up to Denmark as well, yeah. yeah. Nowadays we only have the province Friesland here in the Netherlands, so... <laughs> And I made the mistake online when I first said to people I was coming out this way because I called it Holland. Yeah. We're in the Netherlands, not in Holland. <laughs> no, we've got two provinces which yeah. are Holland <laughs> and that's where it stays. <laughs> yeah. Which I think is probably more where Frisia was, isn't it, along that coastline? No, no, it's actually more uh, northeast. Is it? The north, okay. One of the most northeastern yeah. provinces. You've got Groningen there and Friesland, so yeah. Frisia. Uh, and north and south Holland is really on the coast. Uh, I think so around this way I've read this being called the Nether Saxish region. Here, yes, Here. yes, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. this was really a, a different part. Uh, you've got Brabant and Limburg, which are the two most southern provinces. Yeah. And they're more Saxon, Germanic maybe even. Yeah. So, because we do border Germany, of course, so... Uh, so it's almost as they're making their way across towards Britain yeah, to become yeah. Anglo-Saxons. Okay, let's see if this goes as we want it. This is going to be a messy job. It's definitely going to be a messy job. <laughs> I already took my cloth out. So, that's the sausage. Blood sausage. We've got a visitor who is looking over, oh, <laughs> looking on. Yeah. Oh, it does go in. It's going. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I won't make any comparisons. We are now on the camera, so yeah, filmen. Okay, let's. See if I can push it through. We're going to have to rinse it. Oh no, it's going to go in the water bath anyway. It'll go in the water. Yeah. It, yeah, so it'll be fine. I'll just put the whole thing in. Yeah. Easier. Did you tie a knot in the end? Yeah, I did. But <laughs> <laughs> well, when you make sausages, you don't need to. But uh, no, I know. But blood sausage, it'll come out. The Definitely. End. <laughs> it was very wet. Yeah. Now it's. Not. There's not going in. Uh, um, trying to think what I've got. It's from the pot label, underkant. Oh yeah, yeah, no, that's okay. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, that's okay. That's stuck. Yeah. It's probably just a little too much solid parts. Eee. Oh, don't go. Don't, don't. <laughs> I had it with normal sausage as well at the beginning. Yeah. Because the skin, the, the casing size matters here as well. Yeah. And with a cow horn, you can't exactly measure it out. Yeah, it's going again. So the, your horn there is quite long compared to... I mean, I've lost mine, yeah. as I said to you yeah. just now, but the one I've got is shorter, so I can actually get my hand in to the bottom. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's probably still a work in progress that I need yeah. to, to, to cut some of the top, but... Yeah, it is. It's trial and error. It's getting it... You don't want it too short, <laughs> but you don't want it too no. long. Uh, and now it's off. It's coming off. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be honest, when I've done this at home, I've used a plastic modern funnel, because they're... Yeah. Wide at the top. Yeah, I don't think I can do it without the horn, but let's give it a try first of all. It's now a mess anyway. <laughs> okay, we got, we got some, some sausage. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, next. See if we can do it like that. It's not a lot it's going another, in. Another thing you find when you do reenactment food. So I, when I started out making recipes for shows, yeah. I made them at home and things were measured yeah. on the scales. And then you get to yep. the show and you go, oh wait, <laughs> I can't measure anything and I can't no. do this. And I actually, at one stage, took some of the cups that we have here in the museum, uh, the, a bowl and a cup, and I measured out That's where approximately how much it was going in it. Yeah. And and that's my help now, sort yeah. of. Uh, I have I bought a wooden cup recently, and yeah. I just immediately <laughs> level filled it, put it on the scales. Yeah, right, that's two hundred grams. Okay, that's good. <laughs> yeah, but it's the same with liquids because mm. in, in one of the recipes I found somewhere online, it says uh, use one jug of water, and I thought, okay, but how much is that jug of water? <sighs> yeah, that's it. And, and 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 that's that that was actually a recipe where I just used it as trial and error to find out how much water I would have to add. Yeah. And then, okay, now I know how much water that is, so measure it out. Have I got anything yeah. that resembles that? Let's just check it's not too tight. It's looking pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is tricky to get the right yeah. quantities. I mean, it's fair enough if you have one cup of flour to one cup of water. Yeah. It doesn't matter how big the cup is. No, that's but true. If yeah, everything yeah. else is measured or is in spoons, yeah. then the size of the jug matters. Well, but but that's what I love about historic cooking. I mean, and I don't do, uh, do just Viking cooking. Mm. I also do Roman cooking. The Roman, uh, the Vikings didn't write down anything, but the Romans mm. did write things down. But it says, well, take flour and milk and some eggs, not even how many eggs, and then mix it together, and you should have the consistency of. Okay, but how much would I need? Uh, well, just try and <laughs> try it out. But it's the same with herbs that, yeah. and spices that you use. Well, add uh, some uh, rue and add some uh, and, and all these weird spices, asafoetida, mm. for example, as well. And yeah. I, I thought, okay, but how much am I going to put in it? And yeah, well, that's just your interpretation that you want to give it. Yeah. <laughs> so I said, okay, we'll just do it and we'll <laughs> see where we end up. But, but like I said, that, that's the whole thing I like about this. 
uh, as well as, of course, uh, experimenting with, with different cooking techniques. Okay, we've got almost... Almost got a sausage. Yeah. Yeah. We will eat today. We have food. <laughs> That's also the problem with experimenting, is if it doesn't work... Yeah, you don't have food. Yeah. Now, luckily, oh. nowadays yeah. we have a pizzeria somewhere nearby. <laughs> there's a supermarket around the corner. Yeah. But modern convenience, that is. Yeah, that's too convenient. I think I was talking to someone else on here recently about the idea of people experimenting with food. Cause mm -hmm. If that's all you've got and you experiment and it goes wrong, you could go hungry. So who's the first person to make a blood sausage? Or who's the first person? Yeah. yeah whatever it might be. Yeah. It's interesting to think someone had to experiment in the first place. Presumably yeah. someone probably higher status yeah. has experimented and that knowledge has been passed along. Yeah. Or they've gone, well, we don't have those fancy herbs. So we'll no, make, that's right. As we're doing here, we're not putting any exotic ingredients in. It's all very basic stuff stripped back from yeah. the modern black yeah, pudding. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the only thing we now we have in here is the things they really did have, as, as things as cumin and, and thyme, uh, mustard seeds. Okay, we've ground them up. And some savoury, so and onions, of course. I think the cumin one is has been not disproved, but I think it was supposedly started as a mistranslation. So um, quite possible. I believe it's meant to be caraway. Yeah. Because um, I think it's something like in Icelandic, the word it's spelled cumin. K uh oh. K U M. Oh no. We had a sausage. We lost the sausage. The not not came out. Oh. <laughs> I'll see if I can get this knotted again. Yeah, I think the Icelandic, it's K-U-M-I-N, but that actually is caraway. Yeah, but the thing is, for example, in Germany, you also have the kümmel. Yeah. And kümmel is basically also the caraway seed, because they have a kümmel and a kreuzkümmel, and the kreuzkümmel is the cumin. Oh. Makes it even more complicated. Yeah, that's that's very handy. Yeah. Okay, I'm just gonna make it longer. And yeah, we do tend to use more caraway seed these days than cumin, because that's something we know they had. Whereas. Okay, let's hope now. I still got the beginning. <laughs> In this whole mess, you do don't want to. Yeah, we'll just start again. Let's start again. Patience is a virtue, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it's been a quiet day for visitors because of the rain. Yeah, but definitely. I think you were saying that yesterday there was what, 300? 350, 350 yeah, about 350 visitors. Which is pretty standard for a weekend? Um, for a rainy weekend. Yeah. Uh, on a good day, when it's really nice and sunny, uh, it can sometimes be even up to a thousand people, yeah. but uh, but it really depends on uh, time of the year and the weather because mm. it is an open air museum basically. Uh, so when it rains, there are a few buildings where you can get into, but not so many that you would be able to house about a thousand visitors. Of course, they don't come all at once, but still. Especially with events, for example, uh, if it were, would be rainy, then we have an issue. Yeah. Because you can't ha ha house them all. So, yeah, we're still good. We're good. We're good. Yeah, the knot's holding. <laughs> <laughs> Don't want to start a third time. <laughs> so, uh, 
Yeah, I, th I think on, on average, good weather between, let's say, 500 to 750 visitors. Yeah. If it's really, really good weather, it can go up to 1,000. Yeah, and like today, for example, we have some... Ten. Yeah, <laughs> I think, I think uh, we, we, yeah. we had 15 in the morning altogether. Yeah. So maybe, with a little luck, 50 today? Yeah. Yeah. They did have a bet today. They did. How many vi visitors yeah. we would have <laughs> with the weather, so... Uh, 50 was mentioned. Yeah, 50 yeah. was mentioned. Yeah. Uh, my sister, she actually said 250, but I don't think we're going to make that. <laughs> She's still hopeful. <laughs> it might be a last-minute rush. Yeah, you never know. I mean... But yeah, it's made it easier for me because I've been able to record some. Yeah, definitely. Been, although we've been Yeah, we had some rain. nice things here as well. I mean, like I said, the lady, uh, our um, director, who is currently uh, uh, having a living experiment, and you already made some. Yeah, that should hopefully, if I do yeah. them in order, her yeah. episodes yeah. have already gone out. So if you yeah. would have seen that, the 14th century yeah. living experiment. And I know you're quite keen to try a Viking Age. Definitely. <laughs> Would love to. Yeah. Yeah. And then especially sort of around autumn time, maybe beginning of winter, so that you can uh, actually um, see what it's like to prepare for winter time. Because yeah. you have to uh, preserve food uh, and make sure you have something to eat in that period. So, hmm. yeah, it would be a nice experiment to, tr to try. <laughs> it's making funny noises. <laughs> so, but we're halfway there again. It seems quicker, actually. You're doing it by hand. Yeah, it it it, it, it feels like that as well. It seems to be going in. And there. I think you have some more control over it. I think. Yeah. Although my hands now really look yucky, but hell. All it's, all, it's all part of the fun, yeah. <laughs> I even had it when we did it at home with a machine. I still was covered in yeah. the whole mess. So <laughs> The one time I managed to get actual fresh blood, yeah. I left the bag open on, on the side. Yeah. And I walked into the other room and I could hear this dripping. Oh. And the bag had fallen over. Oh dear. It looked like a murder had happened <laughs> in the kitchen. It, it's amazing how far yeah, but that's it, now, now this is sort of brownish, but is, if you have fresh blood, it's, it's more red. red. Yeah, a mm. lot more red. Oh, then you really have a murder scene on your hands. If you go back through my Instagram feed, there's a picture because I posted it. Oh, I have I to look at that, yeah. Because it looked like yeah. I actually slaughtered something. That's... See, now we're getting there. Yeah. You've got to leave some expansion room, so you don't want to go to the top anyway. No. Because it will just burst and you'll have wasted Yeah. So I'm going to leave some room at the top. Yeah. yeah, just a little bit more. Yuck. All right. Shall we put it straight away into the water? Yeah. It's not boiling, uh, is it? Yes. It's boiling, it's okay. Sort of now we maybe should take it down. Actually, no, it's not quite boiling, to be honest. Okay, well... It, I thought they were bubbles. It's not. It's bits no. of grain where I didn't yeah. see in the pot out completely. No, we don't want it boiling. Uh, 
Yeah, and then we're just going to have to judge it. And we can always take the, ca the cauldron down, I mean... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it just really needs to sit in hot water. Yeah. Just to cook the blood through without... I've got a cloth here which boiling. you can use to take it down if you want. If you could. Yep. Get the air bubbles out. It's not... Yeah, it's not quite at a boil, but the grains are moving around, so it's sort of almost there. Yeah. Probably... No, but, no, but. <laughs> we try. I do have some experience in that matter, though. <laughs> okay, I'll keep it at this one. Let's yeah, I think see. that's probably pretty good because once it settles, it will get the air out. That's yeah, but that's good. Yeah, and I'll leave some room at a like that. So how long have you been working at prehistoric door? I started in September 2019. Uh, we actually did go with my sister and my niece to the Viking Fest we have every year. Yeah. And um, that was that year. Not normally we do have it at Pentecost, but uh, due to unknown reasons, it 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 was later in the year, mm. which is okay. And then we. Um, came here and my sister said they're still looking for volunteers here isn't that something for you and I thought well, why not could always try it yeah and so I wrote my application because we, we do have application forms to sort of state well what, what what's your interest mm. especially in history uh, do you have any trades that you can use yeah uh, and I said well I love cooking any way and uh, so she said, well, come along, we'll have a chat. And yes, in 2019, September, I came here for the first time. At that moment, still using the clothing that we can borrow from the museum. <laughs> here we go. Number one. If yep. someone from the future could check the time. <laughs> we'll monitor, because I think been a while since I've made it. 50 to 60 minutes, I think. Yeah, something like that, yeah. From memory. Okay. I should have checked the recipe. In the meantime, I'll get out another piece of... So yeah, let us know. 50 to 60 minutes. Casing. You can tend to tell anyway, when you lift it out, it looks... Yeah, it should feel more... Firm. Firm. So, um, yeah, yeah, I started then, uh, and I still remember that some of the uh, veteran uh, volunteers here already thought, ah, here we have another newbie, we have to teach her everything. Uh, that same lady later on said, I was amazed because you took over straight away and I thought, we have a good one here. <laughs> well, apparently most of the people here in the village are quite pleased with my cooking. So, yeah, now four years on, I... Uh, cook during the Viking uh, fest for about 200 people. Yeah. Uh, of course, not on my own. I have some help here and there with, uh, b apart from my sister and my niece, some of the other volunteers here as well. Uh, and we cook about, on average, two to three days uh, for the evening meal for 200 yeah. hungry Vikings. So. That's a lot of food. Yeah, that's definitely a lot of food. Yeah. We did one recently, we had a hog roast, so we used a more modern 
What was that, 130? Something like that. Yeah. 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 So I can imagine it being difficult to cook for, especially if you do it authentically and use... We try to do yeah. it as authentic as possible, uh, especially when it comes to the ingredients. Uh, with the 21st century now, of course, we also have to take into account things like vegans and vegetarians. Uh, so our basic stews, for example, are based on vegetarian or vegan versions. Yeah. Uh, and then for the non-vegetarians slash vegans, we just supply some extras. Uh, one of the favorites here is, for example, eggs in mustard sauce. Uh, sausages, whether they're made by me or store-bought. <laughs> Probably when you've got that many people, I could understand buying them. Yeah, Hand yeah. making sausages is a task. Well, we've got a, quite a few good uh, shops around here where I can get as authentic as possible. Yeah. For example, a Polish supermarket, they've got quite good sausages for these kind of things. And even on a link, which I love, because then when we have the whole display set up, I just have a uh, two tripods with a bar in between and I put all the sausage linked together around that over the fire so mm. because they're already cooked they just have to sort of heat up yeah. and get a bit of smoke maybe uh, yeah. and, and that's just the whole fun thing I think about it let's see yeah got about same size <sighs> sorry for the blue plastic <laughs> it's unavoidable it's that modern thing again yeah So was there a particular period that interested you first? Obviously we're doing more. Well, before I came, became a volunteer here, I already had that idea. I wanted to do something with reenactment. Mm. And because of my love for Scotland and Ireland, I thought, well, maybe Celtic would be a good one. But it's, it's, it, it was a little difficult finding a good group here in the Netherlands. Yeah. And the group that actually does uh, Celtic reenactment is more what you would now have uh, outlander mm. so that was too modern for me i wanted yeah. more back to basics uh, which is for viking quite good so um but then here uh, yeah when i saw that viking fest and i knew they had a era here for vikings and frankish people i thought well that's a good one to try out and uh yeah, then gradually when you come here and, and, and you be, you are here longer, then uh, you want to skip borrowing the, the clothing from here as well. So then you start at home with making your own kit, yeah. <laughs> which is a lot of fun. And you get a sort, certain satisfaction as well, sort of, I made this, <laughs> I did that. <laughs> And uh, yeah, then gradually my niece came along as well. So I started making her kids and now in the end, my sister as well. And <laughs> but she's, she's, she's now doing it herself as well, my sister. So she's, she started doing it too. So that's, yeah, no, that's, that's what I like about it. The only thing, I'm, I, I was quite shocked that in the first year, what you actually spend on this. Yeah, <laughs> expensive hobby. It's a bit of this and, oh, oh, that's nice. I want that too. Yeah. And go to a market. Yep. Oh. I always, uh, when we go to a market, I always say, well, uh, I'll, I'll have a budget. Uh, most of the time, 
the traders do want cash anyway, so I actually get that amount which yeah. I'm allowed to spend. And if it's gone, it's gone. So I yeah. can't buy anything anymore. And that's good. We have a similar thing because one of our markets, often they can't get a signal for card readers. Yeah, so yeah, have yeah. To turn up with cash. And like you say, once it's gone, it's gone. Yeah, yeah. definitely. And, and now I'm, I'm, I'm sort of uh, only looking at uh, not just nice things, but useful things. And that's my first thing I want to look at. And if I have some left, then okay, something nice is good as well. But I do need it. And otherwise, no. Nah. Leave it. <laughs> oh, and I got some wine glasses now as well. Viking glasses. Gotta have a nice Viking glass. Yeah. When I first bought one, because they're so expensive, I was scared to take it anywhere. Yeah, and I didn't yeah. Use it. it just sat on the shelf. Yeah. <laughs> Eventually, I had to just pluck up the courage, and I've been doing it since. It's yeah. Fine. Well, I, I got them as a present because I make clothing for my sister uh, and my niece. <laughs> Thank <that's> you. Good <laughs> gift. Yeah. Mm. Oh, nice. It's funny, like, when you get into other things you never thought you'd be interested in. Like, I never used to look at pots like I do now. No. Sorry, zou je aan de kant willen gaan? We zijn aan het filmen. Dank je. Yeah, so you look at pots in a different way. Like, I'm now looking like, oh, that's a nice pot. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, I'm, I'm now... Like a pot fetish. <laughs> I, 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 lo I love trying to make things myself at least once. Yeah. Um, and I did do some uh, soapstone carvings, but on a small scale and, and really just nice little trinkets, for example. But I know that the Vikings actually did use soapstone pots to cook in. They did, yeah. So now I actually have found a um, an arts shop where they do sell soapstone and even bigger pieces. So I've already said, well, maybe I should try making one because bigger things are easier to carve than small mm. little trinkets. So I just thought, well, maybe I need to get 10 kilos of soapstone and try and make my own pot. And if that's a success, well, then I've achieved another uh, milestone. <laughs> yeah, I saw one, a bowl, yeah. years ago in York. Yeah. And I never bought it. And I've never seen the trader with them since. I heard, and, and, and it's basically really Facebook trying to find things, yeah. uh, being in the right groups. Apparently in Germany there's a guy who still does make them, mm. but they don't come cheap. Mm. And I heard of somebody, I think in Sweden, but nobody could give me a name there. So yeah. I thought, well, okay, uh, shipping-wise it's going to be it's very heavy, costly. <laughs> So maybe first try it myself, and if yeah. it doesn't work, well, we'll just see what we do with the rest of the soapstone then. Maybe make some trinkets again. It's like that and um, Kernstone. I want a Kernstone. Oh, yeah. Or even, I'd, I'd settle for a saddleback, to be honest. Yeah. Which is a bit earlier period. Yeah. But never see them at events. There's never no. anyone selling them. I've asked no. of people. Because my, my thought is to get one, and we make a salt dough baked lamb or venison. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Which there's the argument that would they waste that much labor making this thing? Because yeah. potentially it's a very showy thing to do. Mm. But it would be interesting to just, as an experiment, see how much in labor hours wise it takes to produce that much flour yeah. to wrap around. And yeah. 
Have you tried the one we've got in here? I haven't yet. We've got a we've yeah. got a good millstone there, so yeah. yeah, it would be good. I think probably as a future podcast, yeah, we'll sit down and with yeah. someone and we'll just grind like grind going, some <laughs> like a ten hour podcast. <laughs> just, we're still so going. do you have some time? I'm just yeah. going to make some flour now. <laughs> yeah, we might have to edit it down a bit. Yeah, but it would be interesting to see whether we can also mill it fine enough to then make a dough that wraps around the leg and. It's just another experiment on my list. Yeah, I'm quite courageous now. I've got double the size, <laughs> or double the length. But it's, I'm getting the hang of it now. <laughs> yep. You can actually feel when there's too many bubbles in it. Oh, I'm going to be covered in blood. Hang on. Like I said, it, it does make funny noises and it, it now resembles the real colon. <laughs> Sorry. <sighs> well, I've already been covered in, 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 in uh, clay here as well. We, we, we made some um, clay covered uh, pork belly. We stuffed the pork belly, wrapped them in um, cabbage leaves. Yeah. And then in clay. That's something I've not done yet. We've done other kinds of. Yeah, and it's yeah. It, it it was quite a, a success actually. Uh, I think I had about two kilos of, of pork belly with with fresh herbs and things in it, um, some butter, um, lots of wild garlic, um, and then we we wrapped it up with some string. The leaves, oh no, first the leaves, then the string, because then at least it kept everything together. And uh, then the clay, and that was the mo most fun part. With four people, we had to cover the whole piece of meat. <laughs> because we have a clay, we've got two clay pits here, and somebody had to get that clay, but it was still too thick, so we had uh, to water it down. Yeah. And, and it, we were all covered completely, head to toe in, in, in clay. <laughs> But in the end, the meat was really nice. Uh, when it, it's just about when it starts to burst the, the clay, yeah. then the meat should be cooked. And we took it out, we carved it, and it was great. Mm. Uh, it was actually one of the uh, parties we have here with, uh, with all the people who work here and volunteers. And then we normally try to do some special things as well. So we carved that up. And yeah, that was really good. Well, fun thing though, <laughs> we had a whole, well, something like the, the wooden platter I have here. We had the, the meat in there, but still with all the clay and the, uh, the cabbage. Yeah. So we put it all on the table, we sliced it, and we put the sliced meat in another bowl. So I left the, that dish on the table with the clay, the string and the, and the cabbage leaves. And honestly, somebody came up to me and said, well, that cabbage was a bit grainy. So he actually ate the, the remains of the, the casing we had it in, which was quite fun. So yeah. I told him, it's, it's, you didn't have to eat that because that was not edible. Are you serious? I've had that with um, yeah. the salt dough wrapped bake before and people have come and go, oh, there's some salt dough over there if you want it. And you come back yeah. and they're eating the dough and not the meat. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. Oh, terrible. 
come have a look. Come on. Have a look. Yeah. I can edit it and That looks yeah. good. Here he comes. Yep. Can we do a time check again? Because that will be another 50 odd minutes. Okay, I have some more to put in a casing. Do we want to continue putting more in a casing? It's up to you. Yeah, no, it's okay. Yeah. I'm covered in it now sausage, anyway, so. Yeah, I guess you may as well if you've got it. Yeah, I've got enough. We need to actually casing. make sure we don't mix the two sausages up. Nah, the, one of them is longer than the other, so. That shouldn't be a problem. Yeah. So we've moved inside the long hall because yep. it's raining quite a lot at the moment. Unfortunately. Yeah, um, but the sausages are still cooking. Yep. So we will have sausages. And dinner as well. Yeah, so, um, and you need to get home. We need to get dried and so yep. we're just going to yep. finish up. So you're not going to see the finished sausage. Ooh. But I'll make I'm a picture. I'll make a picture yeah. and send it to you. There you go. We'll do that. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so um, we'll move on to the last six questions that I asked okay. every guest. Or mm -hmm. seven, because I mentioned to you that I had an idea for another okay. question. And you now got it. Yeah. Ooh! <laughs> Come, bring it on. <laughs> yeah, so the first question is, if you had an unlimited budget, what would be your dream project? To buy me a good tent where three people can live in and go around Scandinavia visiting all the Viking museum sites and yeah. things that are available. And I think that's the biggest one we would do. Yeah. <laughs> so Maybe enhance my kit a little. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. Yeah. 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 And next question is, do you think you could survive on a Viking Age diet? I think I, I could, and I think it would be good for me as well. So uh, <laughs> lose a little weight. <laughs> no, I think I, I could. I mean, yeah. uh, they did have a good resource of, of, of produce. So, mm. yeah, okay, it, 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 has to, it is a thing you have to get used to, but yeah. no, I think I could survive on it. Is there anything you'd miss? What I really miss? Mm. Mm, peanut butter. Ooh, I quite like answer. peanut butter, yeah, and um, especially when I'm cooking Asian as well, make a nice peanut butter sauce with yeah. my meat. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, I think that's one of the big Ooh. things. Yeah. So th there's an extra question now, which I've never done before. Okay. So it's the first time. Is what's the weirdest thing in your kitchen? The weirdest thing in my kitchen, I think it's probably my cow horn, where which I tried to use <laughs> earlier to stuff my sausage. Ah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And for the rest, no, yeah. no, I don't think I have many weird things. No, not really. No, yeah. no. I think that would be the weirdest yeah. thing. I don't know if this question will stay. You might be the only. I don't. Okay, it's no, just, you never it's know. Just, idea, just to see. <laughs> it came from a previous guest that will be a few episodes back mm. now, um, and she'd mentioned having a jar of dead tadpoles in the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> and it just made me think that's a great question. Like, yeah. It doesn't yeah. have to be food, but what's the weirdest thing in your kitchen? I don't think my, my, yeah. my jar of kimchi is weird because it's nice. It's, it's yeah. good. And it, it now uh, will have to move to the fridge because it's uh, about reached the moment yeah. that it needs to stop fermenting. So. Yeah. But I've done, done that before, so no, it's not that weird really. No. Just nice. Yeah. <laughs> What's the worst thing you've ever eaten? The or worst drunk? thing, um, yeah. I think both eaten and drunk, and that was in Iceland. Um, I was about 
to try the ferment rotten fermented shark. It's fermented, yeah. Yeah, but I did stay away yeah. from that, so I didn't really try it. I only smelled it and I was already turned yeah. off by it. The trick is not to smell it. But drinking, yeah. that was definitely the Brennefin they had there. Oh, yes. I'm, but they I'm use that to wash down the shark. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe I should have had the shark, then I wouldn't have tasted it anymore. No, I, I yeah. didn't really quite like the Brennefin. And what else did I know? Really terrible. No, no, it's not not so much. I mean, I, I try a lot of things. Yeah. I, I even had snake in in Asia, mm. in Vietnam, yeah. and yes, it does taste like chicken. I'm afraid <laughs> a lot of those things. If, yeah. if, I don't, what does it taste like? Chicken. Uh, chicken. <laughs> oh, maybe the weir weirdest thing mm. then would be the puffin I had in Iceland. Yeah. And yes, that also tastes like. <laughs> Chicken. The funny thing was, yeah. somebody said, "Oh, I feel so sorry for those puffins." I said, "No, no, because they guarantee me the the amount of chickens we have here in the Netherlands, the same amount they have in puffins. So no, it's it's not yeah. anything so to feel sorry about. They have got so many of them that." Is uh, it like population management, like you get with? Yeah, we have. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Because uh, one of our guides said that, and but in mm. the restaurant as well, no, we, we have plenty of those, so yeah. we don't have to bother about it. So, okay, okay, then I'll eat it. Yeah. So, yeah. But still, Brennevin was worse. Yeah, the Brennevin was really worse, I yeah. think. Yeah. 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 All right, so next question mm. is, what's the most memorable meal you've ever had? The most memorable meal? Mm. Um... That's actually a meal I had in in Laos. We no in Vietnam. Sorry, yeah. we went uh, all the way up to the north in Viet in Vietnam to uh, Sapa, and there we went to a homestay. So you actually sleep and eat with the people, the local people there in their house. Yeah, and they made us a really really nice meal. Uh, what they would eat almost daily mm. and. The way we were uh, welcomed into their house and, and, and the way they shared their meal, that, that was really a memorable thing to, to have. Yeah. And uh, we had a lot of fun. And the best thing was that later on we were actually invited to a local wedding as well. So we had it. Yeah, that was a whole memorable day, really. So yeah. not just a meal, but the, the whole yeah, experience we had there was, was yeah. brilliant. Yeah. It's amazing how welcome people can be. Yeah, especially for strangers. Yeah, like yeah, es yeah, yeah, especially that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. yeah. So last question, could be a shock. You've died. Oh dear. And your family and friends are preparing your grave goods. What mm -hmm. food and drink do you get to take to the feast in Valhalla? Ooh. <laughs> to drink mead, and I and, and and I love a good cherry mead. <laughs> You had some of your cherry mead yeah, yesterday. Yeah, it was really, really nice. Yeah. This is actually a guy I know who makes it. So, mm. uh, and for food, um, if it doesn't have to be Viking age, no, then it can be I anything. think yeah. lots and lots of sushi. I love yeah. sushi. Yeah, <laughs> a really nice, mm. good sushi. And if it had to be Viking age, I think a good, nice wild boar on a spit or something like roasted wild boar. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, there, there's no clause. It can be anything you like. Yeah, no, I think that that would be a combination, maybe good sushi and and a nice bit of wild wild roasted boar. <laughs> wash down with a cherry meat. With cherry meat to to, to wash it yeah. down. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's a good choice. Yeah, yeah. Well, they do do the nice meat with with a cherry sauce on top. So I think combine the boar two. Boar and cherry yeah. meat. Yeah, I think would be a good one. Yeah, <laughs> sounds good to me. Okay. Yeah. Well, thank you for coming on, and thank you for hosting us because you've looked after us for the last couple of days. You're welcome. And fed us lots. It uh, was very much fun. Yeah. Mm. And tomorrow we're moving on to our next stop in Denmark. I envy you. <laughs> I would love to go there, but at the moment, not a, mm. not a, an option for us. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I'm not looking forward to the drive. It's a long drive. Okay. Yeah, I know. But it'll be good when we get there. Um, Bring us yeah. something good back. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've got to come back, so <laughs> we'll see what happens. You're welcome to stay over again. Yeah. So, as we were saying earlier as well, like this site for us isn't much further than going to Cumbria. It's kind of weird because yeah. I think you're further away, but because of can always try another experiment. Yeah. Viking Age Brewing. Yes. <laughs> we'd, we'd like to do some brewing. Huh. Yeah. You never know. <laughs> mm. right. Well, thank you all for watching or listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye bye. If you enjoyed the podcast and want to hear more, remember to like and subscribe and give me a rating. For recipes and ideas, visit my website, saxonforager.co.uk. I also have three cookbooks available to buy on Amazon worldwide. These are Eat Like a Viking Volumes 1 and 2 and Eat Like a Halfling. Thanks for watching. If you enjoyed the show and want to hear more, remember to like and subscribe and give the show a rating. You can also help keep the show going by becoming a Patreon where you'll get early access to all episodes. Or check out my range of merch on my store. Links are in the episode description. Thanks for listening. (laughs) 